This is the Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Let's have some fun on a Wednesday. It's hump day already. We all just got back from New Year's Day, and now it's almost the weekend, and life is good. I mean, not everything's good. The national debt is $34 trillion. <laughs> That's not ideal. We'll talk about that tonight. Bunch of border talk tonight. I'm all hot and bothered on the border tonight. I don't know whether hot and bothered was an appropriate term I should use, but what, Chris? I think it was. I think I nailed that. Anyway, look, it's a European term, Chris. You wouldn't understand it. I'm still adjusting back to American culture. We have that. We have Biden gearing up for a speech. What kind of a speech? Well, it's about you, and it's going to apply to you. We'll talk about that. Talk about more women stocking up on the abortion pill. Travelers, Jeffrey Epstein's list that might get released, might never get released. I don't freaking know. Emails, all that, and so much more is coming up tonight on the world-famous Jesse Kelly Show. Now, I want to actually begin here on the border. And I, I want to do something It's honestly... It's going to sound really basic and might even be stupid, but I'm stupid. So you're just going to have to deal with that. Let's talk about why it's important to secure your border as a country. Don't roll your eyes. Just stay with me. Just stay with me because a lot of this stuff can get lost. It, it, it really can't. We see the headlines. You know, We see stories like this out of New York. This is from Fox. The crisis up to this point has cost $3 billion. And as more people come the cost continues to go up. The issue for New York is that they're not only dealing with newly arrived migrants, they're dealing with folks that have already been in New York City housing. They're not migrants, by the way, but I'm not going to get sidetracked. Housing ...and are now being reticketed. So all of these folks already had free housing here in New York, and then they were given eviction notices, essentially, 30 or 60-day notices telling them that they have to re they have to leave their shelter. But because this is a sanctuary city, housing is guaranteed. So if they wait in line, they can reapply and then be rehoused. Well, you get what you voted for in New York. Anyway, let's talk about why it matters first and foremost. And this is not a small point. In fact, if I could cite one of the major things that is killing this country, it is a lack of patriotism. And let's discuss that. What what is patriotism? Obviously, it's not complicated. It's love of country. Wanting what's best for your country. Feeling a loyalty to your country. Our country's education system, our media, Hollywood, is so rotted and evil that honestly, even in many Republican circles, when people discuss things like that, they kind of roll their eyes or they're dismissive of being patriotic. But here's the thing. It doesn't matter whether you're talking about America, ancient Rome, uh, Lakota tribe in Nebraska in the old days, the Aborigines. It, it doesn't matter what people, what culture, what nation you're talking about. The love and appreciation of that nation is a critical, critical component in that nation remaining a nation. If the scales get too out of balance, meaning your country gets too full of people who have no loyalty to it, then you have already figured out an expiration date. You may not have the exact date, 
but you're on the downhill swing, and it's going to be ugly when it ends. No nation can continue without patriots filling up the inside of its borders. That is not debatable. In fact, one of the most basic things you can do to save America, you know, I always talk about, hey, forget about these federal elections, but not forget about them, but we focus too much on them. Legal, local, you know, I talk about all these things. And I tell you, I talk about running for school board all the time. Run for school board, run for school board. And I realize why people push back on that because it feels small, doesn't it? Is it Jesse, how am I going to secure the border from, from the school board? Jesse, how am I going to solve this $34 trillion national debt from the school board? Jesse, that's too small. Only Trump can save us. Ah! I, I know it sounds too small. But understand, so much of the horrible things we see now, we see these things because they're downstream of an education system that teaches people no loyalty to the country. Why, why is our media full of evil people who hate the country? Why, why is our education system full of people like being this? Being a woman of color was not being born a racialized female. Being a woman of color was having a political commitment to learning each other's histories around folks who were also racialized. But it was a political project towards coalition. It, was, it, it wasn't like, oh, I was born this way, therefore I'm a woman of color. And the reduction to biology has been one of the ways in which that project has lost its political radicalness. Where did that street communist learn to talk like that? She learned to talk like that in school. If that human being, you couldn't hate that commie all you want, that's fine. But if that human being was taught from a very early age about the greatness of her country, what her country, the opportunities her country has provided for her, if that human being had 18, 20 years of education about the glory of America, those words would be as foreign to her as they are to you. That person was taught America hatred. Patriotism is not a small thing. It's not something to scoff at. It's not a ridiculous notion. Oh, here we go, Mr. Freedom. It is the essential element that will keep a nation a nation, whether it's a huge, powerful country like ours or a tiny Indian tribe. You must have it full of people who love it or it's going to end. And that brings us to the real point of illegal immigration. And let me focus on something else here right now. I played it for you before. I'm going to say it again. I know you're going to roll your eyes because I say it so much. But I'm just so focused now, more focused than I've ever been on language. And this is me. I don't even know a lot of words because I'm stupid. But focused on not using the communist language. And I'm sure I do, still do in many ways. I'm sure you do, right? We're conditioned by the society around us. But even from the supposed right-wing news organizations, Migrant, 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 migration, migrant, migrant, migrant. The crisis up to this point has cost $3 billion. And as more people come, the cost continues to go up. The issue for New York is that they're not only dealing with newly arrived migrants, they're dealing with folks that have already been in New York City. A migrant? You know what a migrant is? 
in your mind, you know what a migrant is? Just somebody mad that a tsunami hit their little village in Kik Kik or wherever they're from, and and they came across the border just as just they're just migrating. It's just they're just here for some tortillas, and then they're going to go back home. They're just migrating here. When you call them criminals, illegals, invaders, those are all not only more accurate terms for what these people actually are. It creates the appropriate image in your head, which will lead you to the correct action. Language leads to mindset. Mindset leads to performance. Please stop calling them migrants. You supposed right-wing news organizations. It drives me up the friggin' wall. Anyway, but back to this. Mayorkas, the big story of the day, an impeachment proceeding is coming for Alejandro Mayorkas. All right. This is kind of what he had to say about it. I uh, joined the bipartisan group of senators to work on a legislative solution to a broken immigration system. Uh, I was uh, on the Hill yesterday to provide technical advice in those ongoing negotiations. Before I headed to... Yeah, whatever. whatever. Mayorkas is being impeached. Why is he being impeached? Because he opened up the border on purpose. But that's let's set that aside. They're not going to end up convicting him anyway. Forget about that. Why did they open up the border on purpose? I get this so much. No matter how many times we go over it, and that's fine. Remember, you can email me. That's fine. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Love, hate, death threats, all that's welcome. But I get this all the time. Jesse, I don't understand why. Why open up the border? Why cause these surges? Surge after surge after surge. We're actually experiencing another surge right now as we speak. Jesse, why would they do this? Jesse, I don't understand. Jesse, they have to live here too. Jesse, I don't get it. Jesse, I don't get it. Okay, well, I'm going to explain it in the most basic way I understand it. And hopefully my stupid way of explaining it will help you understand it better the way it helped me. All right, I'll do that next. The Jesse Kelly Show. I like it. Returns next. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Wednesday doing a little border illegal immigration talk or migrants for migration. If you're one of these soft, low tiers on the right who likes to use the communist language, <laughs> don't worry, we're going to get to emails and the, the Biden stuff and the Biden speech and the debt and the, the, all, all kinds of other stuff. We're talking about illegals right now, though. Now, let's explain this in a way. That helps me understand it. All right. It might not help you, but why? I get this question all the time. Why do they open up the border? Why is it on purpose? And it is on purpose. Look, I'm looking at a headline here from Daily Mail. Border Patrol agent under investigation for kicking migrants out of the U.S. Sorry, it's not my language. It's the crappy Daily Mail. A Border Patrol agent is being investigated for trying to have somebody deported who wasn't a citizen here. Okay, but wait, I have, I have something else for you. I want you to listen to this. There are people who are coming here from Venezuela. The people coming from Venezuela, many of them are fleeing socialism down there. You ever talk to a Cuban? Spent much time in Miami with the Cubans down there? I have. I adore Cubans. I adore Miami. Their coffee's particularly wonderful. They're the most hardcore anti-communist people out there. It was only about a year ago the Biden administration finally found some people they didn't want in the country, people coming from Cuba. Well, they found another group of people they don't want in the country. 
The people coming from Venezuela, John Kirby was asked about. Migration. Is the administration open to extending temporary protective status for Venezuelans who arrived after that July 31st date that you all set? I don't have an update for you on that. You probably should talk to Secretary Mayorkas and his team at, at DHS, but that's not something I would have uh, an update for. The Biden administration has only found two groups of people they don't want coming into the country, and they're the two groups of people who hate communism. Why do you think that is? Why do you think they're investigating Border Patrol agents for having people deported? So let's explain this in a, in a way I think people will understand. You know, we've, we've used the, the home analogy before when it comes to the communist, when it comes to Democrats. You're not sharing a home with somebody who has a slightly different view of how to improve the home. I, uh, I want to remodel the kitchen. Hey, we need a double oven in here. We're going to go fancy. One of those two ovens or one of the pizza ovens. Chris, have you ever seen one of the homemade pizza ovens? I've wanted one forever, like the built-in ones. They probably cost a fortune. I'm never going to get one, but I want one so bad. Anyway, anyway, we need a pizza oven and a remodeled kitchen. And the wife says, no, 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 no. What we need to do is we need a, we need a nice back patio. That's how the American Republican that's how he thinks political debates go. All these Democrats, man, they want to improve the house too, but in a way that's so stupid, it's not as good. That's not what's happening at all. You want to remodel the kitchen and put in that glorious pizza oven. He wants to burn the house down. I can't possibly stress this enough. He wants to burn the house down. He doesn't, he doesn't want to argue with you about the color of the drapes because he wants to set the drapes on fire. He doesn't care about the living room or the patio or the kitchen or anything else. Nothing. He is, he has a can of gas and a box of matches and he just wants to set the house on fire. All right. So I want to save the house. My wife wants to burn it to the ground. We live together. It's a very uncomfortable situation, but. What would be a good way for her to go about doing that? Well, here would be a good way. Let's say we're hard up for cash. After all, it was just Christmas, and that cost a friggin' fortune. Let's say we're hard up for cash. And we decide we're going to start taking on some roommates in the home. Probably get a little awkward, but we need someone to help cover the mortgage. And we just come to an agreement that, hey, I'll take in some people, whoever I want, and you take in whoever you want. Me, I don't take in very many people. But anyone I do take in, they kind of express the real loyalty to the home, a love for the home, an appreciation of it. But every time I take one of these people in, I come home and she's taken in another 10 people who just want to raid the pantry and do whatever she asks of them because she lets them raid the pantry. This goes on for a couple months how long until I will no longer be able to stop her from burning down the home? She's going to have too many reinforcements. This is what I've tried to explain to these loser congressmen and senators who I talk to on the phone by text message when we talk about illegal immigration. I, I tell them, and this is what I've been telling them recently, and I'm not doing a Debbie Downer thing, right? But I tell them, okay, let's fast forward things. And let's say uh, 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 Ron, Donald Trump or Ron DeSantis, they win the White House next year, in November. What is it, November 5th? November 5th, they win the White House. Woohoo! we did it, we got it back, Woohoo! Well, in the end, Joe Biden's four-year administration 
no matter what, no matter who gets elected into the White House in November, will be a huge success. Biden's administration will be a huge success for the communist who wants to burn the country down. Because no matter who gets elected into the White House in November, they're not going to deport the people who have flooded into this country over the last three years, let alone the last 40 years. So Joe Biden's four-year presidency, no ifs, ands, or buts, will have provided Democrats with millions and millions of reinforcements, reinforcements of people who are only loyal to them. They don't even have to stress the 2024 election all that much because they opened up the border. Every evil plan they have will eventually come to fruition because of what they did on the border. You fill up your country with people who have no loyalty to it, the country will end. I'll continue on this in just a minute. I I, I don't want to do something good. Let's put let's do something. Put a smile on your face first. Fifty-eight thousand people is a lot of people, is it not? That's a lot of people. You know how many people we lost in Vietnam? About fifty-seven thousand, give or take, depending on how they do the numbers. Did you know that preborns clinics? The clinics that offer free ultrasounds for women about to have an abortion. They saved 58,000 lives last year. You, those, dona- those donations you sent to preborn, they didn't go to some CEO's pocket, some private jet, some Mai Tai in the Bahamas. They went directly to the pro-life clinics. You spent last year buying ultrasounds for women who were about to board their babies. And as we speak today, 58 thousand souls are walking the planet because of you and preborn thank you for what you did the mission continues it will not stop it will never stop you want to continue on that mission right now 28 bucks saves a life preborn.com slash jesse 28 bucks saves one of those lives preborn.com slash jesse he doesn't care if you believe him but he's right Jesse Kelly. It is the Jesse Kelly show on a Wednesday. We're about to move off this illegal immigration stuff. I just wanted to just put a tie a little bow on it like we do in Europe, Chris. What? You, they put bows on stuff. I saw some bows over there and I almost learned how to tie them too. You should know. Oh, oh, it should. I also want to. No, it's not that, Chris. That's not Why right. Why are you gay? I also want to point out. I'm all right. I'm embarrassed about what I'm about to say. You know, what? we'll come back to that in a minute. I want to finish the illegal immigration talk. I'll finish the illegal immigration talk. Then we'll then we'll come back to that. I'm really embarrassed about something and everyone's going to be really mean to me about it. But again, why do they answer questions like this? Why? Why is why is it almost as if all the people in this administration want everyone to come? And they want everyone to stay. We learned just a couple of days ago that there is a backlog of some three million cases of asylum seekers who are allowed to come into the United States, remain in the United States while they wait for their trial, which in most cases will be years from now. What do you do about that, number one? And number two, is it a good idea to let the asylum seekers be in the United States while they wait a trial or should they remain where they are? So that backlog is a powerful example of how broke. 
Listen to him, not answer the question. Broken our immigration system is and for how long it has been broken. Because that backlog... Uh, pause here. Sorry. Uh, quick sidetrack. You're going to start to hear this a lot. It's an election year, and you're about to hear... Chris, go ahead and write this down. You're about to hear a lot about America's broken immigration system. This is going to be a term, the system. It's obviously one they've used before. You've heard it before. But you're going to start to hear a steady drumbeat of this more and more. Broken immigration system, broken immigration system, broken immigration system. And there are two reasons for this. Remember, there are two reasons you're going to hear this. One, it is an election year, and the general public, even Norm and Norma, they're upset about illegal immigration. This is now reaching into the heart of areas that are Democrat strongholds. New York, places. it's, it's a problem for them. So what are they trying to do? Well, they're going to try to act like they're aware of this huge problem. They didn't do it, of course, but there was a problem here. So, hey, did anyone know there's a problem? So that's part of what they're going to try to do. The second part of what they're going to try to do is amnesty. They'll try to get the Republican losers in the House and the Senate, and there's always a bunch of those to go ahead and compromise. Hey, look, we do have so many illegals here, don't we, guys? And you guys want to secure that border, don't you? Hey, let's just give 20, 30 million of them citizenship so we can sway every national election in our favor from now until the end of time. And we'll give you 20 feet of border wall, which will then block in the courts. Sound good? And Republicans like John Cornyn will be like, oh, oh, yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Can I have another? Thank you. Anyway, I'll let him continue. Existed when I was in the Department of Homeland Security in 2009. It preceded me then, and it precedes me now in my tenure as the Secretary of Homeland Security. That three million case backlog has been building for years and years and years. It got much, much worse when U.S. citizenship and immigration system uh, uh, services, the agency within the Department of Homeland Security that administers our legal immigration system. Yeah, we don't care. Oh, there is, oh, wait, I found one more group before I move on to my embarrassing thing and maybe get to some emails. I found one more group that the Biden administration, well, you know how they were cracking down on the Venezuelans and the Cubans because they were escaping communism? Well, there's a group that actually looks like they kind of have a bit of a fast track to get in here, and those would be Chinese illegals. They have watered down. They've essentially greased the skids so that anyone showing up from China gets in a little bit easier. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on to my embarrassing story before we do some emails, and then we'll get to this Biden speech coming this January 6th stuff, dad, all kinds of stuff, but... Okay, so what are they going to do this election year, this 2024 election year? What are they going to do? Well, everything. A much shorter list would be what aren't they going to do. But why is that? Why are they going to try everything? Why? We're going to take his name off the ballot. They're going to try to cheat. They're going to do the mail-in stuff. They're going to do... Why do all these things? Well, the communist is excellent at certain things. Terrible at many things, but excellent at certain things. He is excellent at getting all of his people, even people who don't know each other, even people who do not work together, people who will have no connection to each other, who will never meet. The communist is great 
at getting them all to pull in the same direction. This is going to come back to the ballot thing. Just stay with me. Pulling his people in the same direction and getting them to pull the country or the culture, whatever country they're in, in the same direction. How does the communist do this? How does he ensure this is something that will happen? Well, it's not as if there's a communist sitting in. It's not as if George Soros and his droopy, disgusting eyes are sitting in some smoke-filled room right now, smoking a cigar with a big whiteboard in front of them and all these different lines on it because he's come up with the master plan to figure out how to take down Trump and make sure Joe Biden wins next year. That's not happening. Yet, all kinds of supposedly separate people are pulling in that direction. How could he do that? Okay, let's stop on that for a moment. Let's stop for just a moment. This is going to explain it. Let's say I come home tonight from the studio. Wife, two sons are there. And I tell them, listen, here's the truth. There is a disease-carrying cockroach that has infested our house. It's everywhere. And if we do not stop this, we are going to get very sick, and either one or all of us, we're going to die from the diseases these cockroaches are going to bring. And so it's very, very, very critical that you make killing cockroaches a central part of your life when you're at home. Kids, when you are not at school, when you're not at practice, I want you killing cockroaches. Woman, whenever you're not doing makeup or whatever it is women do, I need you to kill cockroaches, but our family's life depends on it. Just stay with me. I'm going somewhere. This is about politics. Only, I don't have this conversation once. I have it once tonight, and then tomorrow, the next day, sit them down. Same thing when I get home. Hey, how many cockroaches did you kill? You know, these cockroaches are going to kill your mother, right? Hey, how many cockroaches did you kill? Hey, Ob, Ob, I know you love the kids. Do you want the kids to die? Have you killed cockroaches? I want you to kill cockroaches. Kill cockroaches. Everyone's going to die. And I do it the next day and the next day and the next day and the next day and the next day after over and over and over and over and over again. Well, I can't know and I won't know. The exact steps, my wife, my oldest son, my youngest son, I can't know and won't know the exact steps they will take in order to make sure the cockroaches in our house are going to die. Someone might light the house on fire. Someone might call the bug guy. Someone might just walk around all day long with big boots on, stepping on cockroaches. What are they individually going to do? I have no earthly idea whatsoever, but I do know this. Through repetition, I got them all pulling in the same direction. And that direction is cockroach, there's the enemy, kill it or we all die. Now that I have them all thinking that way, I don't have to do anything else but keep repeating the same thing. Their own little minds will work to do what I wanted them to do all along. I'll explain what that means for the ballot stuff and Trump and all the other stuff. And then we'll get off of that and all kinds of other stuff still to come before we do that. The Jesse Kelly Show. I like it. Returns next. It is the Jesse Kelly Show dealing with everything from communist tactics to this piece of trash governor in Ohio to Harvard's president resigning. The Epstein documents, you know, we'll be all over that. Emails, so much more. But, but we're talking about... Uh, 
them kicking Trump off the ballot in Colorado and Maine and, and what they're planning on for next year. And what I said was they're planning on a lot. They're planning on everything. Not one thing, not this thing, everything. There'll be ballots. There'll be cheating. There'll be court stuff. There'll be, there'll be all of these things. And I'm describing why. The communist gets his hive mind followers all pulling in the same direction. Because the communist uses language purposely, but he doesn't use it once. He repeats it over and over and over and over and over again. Do you know that to this day, to this day, I will yell at my sons if they screwed something up in the house with the same phrase they could repeat back to you ad nauseum. What is that phrase? I'll tell them, hey, uh, take out the trash. Put a clean bag back in the trash. They forget. What do I say to them? Failure to follow simple instructions. Failure to follow simple instructions. Failure to. Why do I say that? Because in the Marines, beginning on, I think, day one of boot camp, they would beat that into your head whenever you mess something up. Failure to follow over and over and over again. And then four years of it. Now. It's written on my soul. Now I repeat it without even thinking about it. It's part of who I am. I had it repeated at me and was forced to repeat it myself over and over and over again. Why are all these separate communists from secretaries of state in Maine and Colorado, from judges in D.C. to media people, Hollywood people? And look, I'm looking at a, a headline here from Green Day, that stupid crappy band Green Day, talking about how they're not going to be part of the MAGA agenda. Why are all of these people pulling in the same direction? And that direction is destroy Trump at any cost. Well... I want you to listen to this. Listen closely. Trump an insurrectionist, sir? Well, I think so certainly you're self-evident. The, the sound is crappy. She said, is Trump an insurrectionist? Don't worry. This is just the beginning. The sound gets better once they pull out of the jet engine. You saw it all. Now, whether the 14th Amendment applies, or let the court make that decision. But he certainly supported an insurrection. There's no question about it. None. Zero. We are only here because Donald Trump incited the insurrection. It was in fact an insurrection, and Mr. Trump engaged in that insurrection under Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. We already saw from the insurrection the effect that Donald Trump's language. Yeah, whatever, I have a lot to say, a lot to get to. It goes on and on and on, but insurrection, 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 over and over and over again. You roll your eyes. You say, I do the same thing. We say things like, that's not true, that's ridiculous, but they're doing it for a reason. It is writing on the hearts of every communist scumbag in the country that there was an insurrection, that stopping the man who committed the insurrection is in fact the most patriotic, most lawful, most wonderful thing you would ever do. I'm going to play her for you again now because now it makes more sense. Listen to this liberal white woman, a.k.a. the most evil creature on the planet, the Secretary of State of Maine. This is a human being who has had it written on her heart. They all think like this. It's a very detailed decision. Uh, we lay out uh, why under Maine law, the Secretary of State has the authority, indeed the obligation. I'm duty bound to make this determination. We also, I 
I'm duty bound. She's duty bound to stop an insurrectionist. It's her duty. Rather um, laid out that the record demonstrates that, in fact, the events of January 6, 2021, which were unprecedented and tragic, uh, were an insurrection. We determined uh, under Section 3 of the 14th Amendment that Mr. Trump engaged in insurrection and therefore was disqualified. Now, I, I, I have to say, not only is this an incredibly important decision, but it's a very brave decision. The Trump campaign has, has already. It's brave. It's a brave decision. See, brave. I'll let him continue. Come out attacking you. Uh, they have said that you are a, a virulent leftist and a hyperpartisan Biden supporting Democrat. First and foremost, it's important to know my oath to the Constitution, my obligations to the Constitution and rule of. Stop real quick. I played that part for a reason. I'll let her keep going. She's only got about 13 seconds left, but you hear what she just did there at the end? What, what, what is it that forced her to? Her oath to the Constitution. Why does she use that language? You know this. You haven't forgotten. It was only a short Christmas break. Stop. It wasn't even that long. Why does she use that language? That's her using your values against you. This lady, this lady has never read the Constitution. If she did, it was for a quick school paper and she forgot about it already. You care about it. This woman has never once, it never crosses her mind, the Constitution. But she also understands it crosses yours. She's trying to pour a little cool water on your anger. So she brings up the Constitution. Come before any other consideration. No other factors could weigh on that decision and did not. I'm duty bound to both hold a hearing and make a ruling. All the communist foot soldiers are pulling in the same direction. They'll all do horrible things, things I can't even see coming, things you can't even see coming this year because they've been taught there's the enemy. It's an insurrection. Your duty is to stop it. All right, one last word on this, then we're moving on. Hang on. Jesse Kelly returns next. It is the Jesse Kelly Show reminding you, you can email me love, hate, death threats, and ask Dr. Jesse questions for Friday. All that can be emailed into jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Look, that's why they're removing him from the ballot. That's why. The hive mind has them all pulling in the exact same direction. You want to hear another example of this? You're going to laugh and roll your eyes when I play this. Just just stay with me, though. It, it has a purpose. Chicago's mayor is Brandon Johnson. Huge communist. World-class piece of trash. He was asked about the illegals and the city's crisis. And I want you to listen to what he says. Now, in between your snickering and eye-rolling at his stupidity... Understand that he has a purpose to talk like this. He's been trained for years to talk like this. This has a purpose. But we cannot have a governor who decides that he's going to uh, cling to the vestiges of Jefferson Davis when we should be uh, pulling to the hopes and aspirations that were left by Frederick Douglass. We have Jefferson Davis, Frederick Douglass. What's what's all that about? What an idiot. Not an idiot. Not an idiot. Well, he may be that too, but he's a man who understands 
what the GOP has never understood, and we're going to get to the GOP here in a minute. He's a man who understands his people have to be properly motivated not to just vote for him, but to vote against the enemy. You know, that that saying I love so much and I always do, I always will. Language leads to mindset. Mindset leads to performance. If you're in a bad neighborhood in Chicago and you went out and you voted for Brandon Johnson because you're a stupid lemming and that's what you've always done, and since you went out and voted for Brandon Johnson, you've seen your already bad neighborhood get worse as illegals have flooded into your community. Well, you might be mad at Brandon Johnson. You might be tempted to even go vote against Brandon Johnson. That is until you find out you then have to vote for Jefferson Davis? We cannot have a governor who decides that he's going to uh, cling to the vestiges of Jefferson Davis when we should be uh, pulling to the hopes and aspirations that were left by Frederick Douglass. The communist understands how to motivate his people. Which brings me, of course, to Ohio and their useless governor. And really, this is this is not about Ohio, so just stay with me. I, I don't even live in Ohio. Just stay with me. This is about all of us. It's about you. It's about me. The GOP primary voter. The GOP primary voter is the person I blame the most for the condition of this nation. I do. We are fighting monsters. There's no question about it. These are evil, demonic people we are up against. They are. And this gigantic monster, we'll call it communism, it's sitting in there in the ring in this big gladiator arena. And we have to choose a gladiator to go fight for us. And this monster is big and it's scary and it's dangerous and it has teeth and it has claws and it breathes fire and oh my gosh. And yet, we never care enough to go through and select the best fighter to take on the monster. We we send the person out there that we see on the news all the time. That's why we have Lindsey Graham out there grabbing his ankles for the monster instead of somebody actually taking on the beast. I saw Ohio's governor, Mike DeWine. He vetoed a bill. What was the bill? It was one of the most basic bills ever. It was a ban on gender procedures for minors and boys competing in girls' sports. The most basic thing in the world. Please don't cut off a young girl's breasts, and don't allow dudes to go beat up women on the athletic field. The most basic thing in the world. And the, quote, Republican governor rejected it. And everyone's so mad at Mike DeWine. Mike DeWine, what a traitor. Mike DeWine, what a piece of trash. Well, stop stop on that. Just pause on that for a moment. We're going to get to the Epstein stuff and whatnot. But just pause on that for a moment. Mike DeWine's a piece of trash. Okay. Huh. You know what I remember? I know a lot of people, definitely politicians, I, they want me to forget it, but I do not forget it. I remember COVID. And I remember the COVID lockdowns. In fact, I'm going to play something for you. This is going to be about Mike DeWine. But this is former NIH director Francis Collins. This was a human being who made major decisions that affected and maybe wrecked your life. And I want you to listen to this person. As a guy living inside the Beltway, feeling the sense of crisis, trying to decide what to do in some situation room in the White House with people who had data that was incomplete, we weren't really thinking about what that would mean uh, to Wilk and his family uh, in Minnesota 
a thousand miles away from where the virus was hitting so hard. We weren't really considering the consequences in communities that were not New York City or, or, or some other big city. The public health people, we talked about this earlier, and this is a really important point. If you're a public health person and you're trying to make a decision, you have this very narrow view. Of I'll play the whole thing later, but we weren't even considering Minnesota. Oh, it was New York City and nothing else matters. You can be mad, as Fran mad at Francis Collins all you want. Mike DeWine, Mike DeWine basically echoed those sentiments during COVID and shut his state down, a state I dearly love, the state I was born in. He shut it down. And Ohio GOP voters were so upset with how Mike DeWine conducted himself during COVID that they went out in 2022, just two years after the lockdowns, and sent him right back to the governor's mansion by over 200,000 votes. And now fast forward a year later, and he's banning bills that are obviously bills you stand for, and everyone looks around and wants to blame Mike DeWine. Where's the GOP voter? Where's the GOP voting base being a bunch of norms? Now, I'm going to pause on that for a moment before I continue blaming the GOP voter because this brings me back to what we were talking about, about language, mindset, performance, those kinds of things. Name for me one Democrat that the GOP has managed to demonize in the way the GOP has managed to demonize Trump. Name for me one ever in the history of your life ever. Even Obama, who was reviled by the right, and I hate him to this day more than I mean, he's still pulling the, the puppet strings for the most part of this thing. Even Obama was never treated by the GOP as some gigantic threat that will end the country as we know it, ever. Because the GOP lacks the stones to do such a thing. But here's the thing about leadership. I rail on the GOP base a lot, and I'm always going to do that. We do need leaders to help us with that motivation. Where are those leaders? Do they exist today? And before you shout another name at the radio, yeah, Trump does, yeah, DeSantis does it. Stop. I've never heard one. I've never heard one get up and consistently tell his people these are communists who are trying to burn this country down. Never once have I heard that message spread across the GOP. I've heard about Joe Biden stumbles at the border. Well, he really screwed up this time, guys. I've heard about the hypocrisy. I've heard all these things. Never once have I heard these people get up and consistently tell the GOP voter, you need to go vote this way now. It's all that matters. And that has been our problem. All right, we're going to get to a couple emails and then the Epstein stuff. Hang on. What, Chris? We can make jokes. It's fine. You got that right. The Jesse Kelly Show.